0: As we are wrapping up for the year, this special episode is to give you a summary of wild Wildburi production from our Maritime provinces, Quebec and the state of Maine in 2021. At the AGM, the association updated this year's production in Nova Scotia, so I will give you a few highlights from Nova Scotia. Overall, we have a great production year with a total estimate yield hitting 50 million pounds, which was about our five-year average of 39.6 million pounds in Nova Scotia. On the weather side, most of the fields in the province have minimal damage from winter weather and frost events this year. On the pest side, monolinea bright and botrytis disease pressures were low. However, due to wet and humid weather conditions in July and August in the province, there were high leaf disease infection, especially leaf rust. Our insect pest pressure was low and weed management continued to be our top priority in the industry. We continue to see a strong blueberry market with high demand by low supply this year. Thus, this year's blueberry price if healthy, the blueberry price was up to 80 cents per pound farm gate. Next I will go through each region's production information with regional extension specialists and researchers to give you information on those areas. So next, Cameron Manzi will share information about wild blueberry production in PEI for the season. Cameron is a berry crop development officer and a provincial apiarist in the Department of Agriculture and then in PEI. Hi, Cameron, can you please give us some update? About wild production in a region for a season.
1: Okay. Hi. Yes. Um, so I would say that this year was a fairly good season. Um, we had an about an average production in terms of yield. Um, the The weather was was generally favorable. So I'll start at the beginning of the season. Um, we didn't. We had a fairly mild winter last year. Uh, less than average snowfall. Yeah but I did not see a lot of winter damage on the the tips of the vines this spring so I don't think that was a serious issue. Uh, further along into the spring um, there were several infection periods for monolinea mm-hmm. and those infection periods occurred earlier than most years. Uh, in fact we were probably in some areas close to a week Ahead uh, in terms of when these warm temperatures arrive this spring than a normal year, um, but I think that most growers were able to <clears throat> excuse me. They were able to put their their protective fungicides on in time, so I don't think that there was a lot of damage from monilinia. Uh, nor do I think there were a lot of other damages from the other, uh, you know, fungal diseases that would show up around that time of year. Uh, in June, we had some pretty good pollination weather, uh, mm-hmm. especially in early June. There was a period of hot weather, hot dry weather, um, and during that period of seven to ten days, uh, I think that the bees did most of the pollination and they were able to get that done. Uh, it cooled off a little bit, and we got more rain further along into June. But overall, I think that the the pollination was successful. Yeah. Um, we did get enough hives out onto the fields um i know that the growers always would like more but i don't see feel that uh, there were many areas that were seriously lacking this year um in the midsummer, uh this year was was exceptional in, in terms of the amount of rain we had um it was the right ratio of rain and sunshine at least compared to 2020 um 2020, there was, you know, we had a, a drought um, and we didn't really see this year that prolonged hot, dry weather that we've seen in previous summers. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came time to, for the harvest season, uh, you know, the berries were a decent size and, you know, we weren't seeing these small shriveled berries that were being harvested. Uh, and so that was it was pretty good. Um, but going back to June, we did get frost in certain areas and um it was it was quite variable um you know even within a field uh, like most of the field might have looked okay but then you go to a lower spot of the field and you could see some definite damage from the frost Um, there seemed to be no real discernible pattern um some growers said that south of cardigan on pei so towards the southeast end of the province we were seeing more frost damage Um, but like i say it's so variable Um, and some growers got hit harder than others Uh, i know that some growers are going to be um, taking an insurance claim um, because of the frost damage so because of the drought last summer in 2020 which would have affected the the sprout fields it would have limited the amount of fruit buds that were set and the vegetative growth of those vines Mm -hmm. plus the the variable frost that we had this year that sort of counteracted the the really good growing weather that we had and the good pollination season that we had this year um so you know that's why i would say we had more of an average year this year yeah as opposed to a good bumper crop
0: yeah that's good
1: yeah so just a quick question about those uh
0: beehive surprise um most of the growers rely on local pi beehive surprise or you guys also import beehives from other regions
1: oh we do import um several thousand hives mostly from ontario um so generally about half the hives that are rented to the blueberry growers are supplied from local PEI beekeepers and the other half has to come in from outside the province. Mm -hmm. Um, Now our beekeeping industry here on PEI is growing um, so that ratio may shift a little bit um, but I would expect for next year and likely a few years after that we're still going to need to import hives to fulfill that demand, yeah, yeah,
0: okay, yeah, that's good to know.
1: And as you said, this is a quite an average year
0: for PPI production. So, what do you think the estimate
1: yield in your region
0: might be for? Um,
1: we think it's about nineteen point five million pounds. Okay, uh, which is a, a little bit better than last year. Yeah. Uh, last year we were looking at um, about eighteen. Point mm-hmm. five, um in the year prior so in 2019 we had about 17 million pounds yeah yeah um so we, our five-year average right now is also about 19.5 million pounds mm-hmm. so the yield that we had this year is is almost exactly what our five-year average is okay uh, our five-year average used to be higher because it was skewed by a bumper crop season in 2016. Mm-hmm. But the numbers that I've been looking at for the last few years have been closer to what we yielded this year. Yeah. So we've seemed to level off at the 17, 18, 19 million pound range.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's
1: good to know. And uh, finally get back to that five year average.
0: And with that strong market and high demand in blueberry markets, How does the grower feel about, you know, next season's production and the industry
1: in your region? I think that there's optimism. Um, So, you know, I mentioned that the drought that we had last year in 2020 limited the the fruit buds that were produced and how high the vines got in the sprout fields. Well, fortunately, we had good growing weather this summer. Uh, So, so long as we don't have a lot of winter damage uh, this winter, and so long as we have good pollination next year, et cetera, uh, we're looking good going into next year because the sprout fields are looking good. Uh, there's lots of fruit buds that have been set. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for yourself, are you feel
0: um, confident about um, the, the, the production for next year?
1: Yes, I do. Um, so as you mentioned, the 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 price is relatively high uh so growers have been able to put adequate amounts of of inputs onto their fields um so i'd say that the the overall mood here is positive and optimistic yeah okay well great to hear
0: all those updates from pei and thank you so much cameron for the for those information you're welcome yeah perfect okay um so we are going to Talk to Mike Menoson and he works for the Department of Agriculture, Aquaculture and Fisheries in New Brunswick as a crop specialist. He will give us some update about New Brunswick's wild production in 2021. Hello Mike, how are you? Hello.
2: Good, I'm good, thank you.
0: Good. Uh, would you be able to give us a quick update about how's the season going in, in your region?
2: The season was, was good uh, as uh, the 2020 crop was poor. as with a lot of regions so the 2021 spring was a little bit uh the plants were not as nice however the early season allowed the plants to recover uh so we didn't have a lot of frost There was a one one or two small frost during bloom Hmm. we uh the spring the winter kill was relatively minimal from last year Hmm. then we went into our regular production cycle, which in uh, crop fields is the two blight sprays. Uh, most growers had some good control of blight provided that they had their products at the right timing mm-hmm. and the pressure was not extreme. There was, there was some pressure, but again, good, good timing with good products, you were able to get some uh, good control. Uh, again, as we moved along the next activity after, after blight is essentially our pollination weather. Mm-hmm. The bloom weather was relatively good for most regions across province, or at least we had a really good. Uh, out of the three weeks, two weeks were relatively good. So the bees, we had a lot of flying bees. We had good access to bees, so we had some good pollinating weather throughout there. Very little uh, flower blight in our season again because of likely the dryness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Like I mentioned, uh, in early bloom, there was uh, one or two uh, frosts that occurred for one or two nights, so that took out some of the flowers. And after that, I guess we moved into the rest of the season looked pretty good. Uh, We Mm -hmm. controlled in the crop year, again, likely because the 2020 crop was dry and some of our products didn't work quite as nicely. Yeah. So the 2021 crop with weeds was seen to be more weeds in our fields than what would have normally. Uh, again, we're blaming that than the 2020 crop year. Are, and I guess then we move into our insects, into our, into our crop fields, uh, fruit flies. Again, in certain fields, we always have a fair amount of uh, fruit flies. So good control, uh, good timing some monitoring. This year, again, we did some monitoring for uh, spotted wind Mm shafla. It was about, I would say, about a week later, even though we had an early summer. It seemed like in our trap captures, we were about a week uh, week behind some of the previous years, week 10 days. However, uh, even though the season was early, harvesting didn't really start that much earlier than normal and yeah. what happened is uh, or what seemed to have happened is the season dragged on longer than what it should have i think we had a couple of rain events during bloom or during harvest sorry and once you got those it just delayed the harvesting so when we got into september the population of spotted wing drosophila was getting quite high into a lot of the fields so there was a little bit of plants or a little bit of fruits that either had to be abandoned or um they were not they had to be some additional cleaning prior to sending them to the uh processing plant so there was uh, a little bit of loss heavier losses in the in the september um, Mm -hmm. fields Mm -hmm. so that would likely bring us right up to uh right up to september
0: yes yeah and you just mentioned that we controls doesn't seem to be very effective from all the herbicides and what other kind of top and common we we species that you guys have for the season
2: uh, the one that we tend to have for the crop here is dogbane. It's okay. uh, one that is uh, an issue during harvesting. Yeah. It's starting to see more fescues. Uh, Sheep's are always always one of the, the tougher mm-hmm. ones to get rid of. Um, and then up in the northeastern part of the province, it's essentially hawkweed. We have a lot of hawkweed, some grasses. Yeah. The other traditional ones, uh, such as uh, goldenrods and saplings, hard uh, growth saplings are, are mm-hmm. always present. So we just yeah. you kind of have to deal with that, but.
0: Yeah, and just for your information in Nova Scotia, like this year is a good season for grasses species to grow. So, as, yeah. you know, like hair fescue always be the, one of the tough one and ship sorrel this year. And uh, we have more goldenrod species issues right. this year, yeah. uh, early and late, uh, got no control. Um, the dog band, uh, spring dog band uh, is also one of the weeds that we're watching closely because it seems to get to spray quickly now, uh, yeah. the season. So,
2: yeah. yeah, a lot of work
0: to do and uh, activities to do, to do to control those weeds. Yeah, and and and
2: I, we tend to some of the products, we tend to have decent control in the sprout year mm-hmm. but the control kind of peters off when you come to crop here, when you come to harvest, especially mm-hmm. with the dogbane. Like we are, yeah. some of the products, we can keep it under under control, but then in the crop here with restrictions of certain herbicides on the crop, yeah. we can't use those or we choose not to use those products. Mm-hmm. So the dogbane tends to yeah. to pop up and it's just harder to harvest.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and despite the weed species and we challenges here, um, Everything looks sounds good in your region. So, what do you think the kind of estimate yield would be for your region this year?
2: The estimated yield, it's again like many other areas that kind of wait till Stats Canada provides, mm-hmm. uh, publishes the data. Yeah. But early indications are that uh, we are likely below the five year average. And I think our five year average is around 57, 58 million mm-hmm. pounds of berries. I think we'll probably be about 40 or, sorry, 53, 52, 53 million pounds of okay. berries, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, if anybody that follows, New Brunswick is kind of divided into two zones, two distinctive production zones between northeastern New Brunswick and southern New Brunswick.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Northeastern New Brunswick was lower as a general rule. Yeah. And southern New Brunswick, all along the Fundy Coast, up through Sagville, was a better than average crop. Slightly, They were slightly better than average and Northeast was slightly below average, which yeah. gave provincially a slightly below average crop.
0: Right. And with that strong market and good price and also the good production this year, how do growers feel about next year's production and the industry development?
2: I think generally they are feeling good about the production for next year. They have some optimism. Uh, they are reinvesting in their land mm-hmm. uh, they've again as you know it's a two-year crop so next next year's sprout fields look good they have put money into the crop they have put the the fertility into it so the mm-hmm. the plants look good going into the fall mm-hmm. and uh, then they're looking at the fields that they were just finished harvesting what are some of the the challenges they had in those fields and everything from a little bit of land leveling that is occurring, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fixing up the uh, ditches and that kind of stuff. So they're kind of reinvesting into their land, some of the, the activities that they had not had a chance to do over the last right. number of yeah. years.
0: Yeah, and those are tend to be the requests and the growers question are in Nova Scotia is about those land development, you know, leveling, weed control, For the fields that have been raised for a couple years or new purchase then start growers want to go into this industry so i feel we have pretty confident about the this industry for the next two or couple years
2: yes i think a lot of growers are encouraged the price has allowed them to reinvest and find some Mm -hmm. new new activities and the yield that they've gotten because it was it was been a tough couple of years last year. The drought because I think New Brunswick was at twenty eight million pound, mm-hmm. which is essentially fifty percent of a crop. Yeah. Compared to our fifty eight, so this year was back up to normal. The prices has increased significantly over the last couple of years, so mm-hmm. there's they're more encouraged, and hopefully that trend continues to to move forward over the next couple of years.
0: Perfect. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing those information, Mike, and uh, we hope to talk, talk to you again.
2: Nope, oh, it's been uh, great yeah. chatting with you, you. Hopefully yeah. we can chat again
0: soon. Okay, and- thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, let's move on to Quebec. And Pierre-Oliver Matteo is a horticulture food advisor in the Ministry of Agriculture Fishery in Quebec. And let's hear what he has to say about this year's wild blueberry production. In Quebec. Hello okay. Pierre, can you please give us a summary of wild blueberry production in your region for the season?
3: Of course, last year in Quebec we had a mild winter with good snow cover on the entire wild blueberry production area, so we didn't notice winter damage. Mm-hmm. In April, temperatures start to get warm very quickly, so we had the earlier flower flower bloom. When we had the first frost in May 24, the bloom was already advanced, so it did big damage. Mm -hmm. At that moment, we had temperature as low as minus 7 degrees. We had a second generalized freeze in May 28 when we were approaching, approaching a peak bloom and most hive has been placed in the field. We also noticed multiple uh, separate frosts in the first week of June. Because of that situation in some fields, beekeepers had to relocate their hives because there was not enough flower for the bees. Mm -hmm. You can imagine that we start the season with low yield expectations. So May, June, July, and August were also drier than average with low precipitation. Drought damage were observed in some areas. In twenty twenty one, the two main cause of damage were flowers, flower frost and drought by far. Okay.
0: And how about other pest management uh, situations?
3: So uh, for for the pest management situation, uh, yes I. I since uh, 2019, we follow nearly the blueberry maggot situation in Quebec. For the moment, uh, we find blueberry maggot only in a part of the Saguenay-Lac-Saint-Jean area. And the CFIA still consider that the blueberry maggot is not present in Abitibi, temiscaming and Cote-Nord. Mm-hmm. In 2021, the Quebec Agriculture Ministry placed more than 600 traps in 40 fields, distributed in all the production area in saint Lake Saint-Jean. At the end, we found flies in 17 of the 40 fields. 10 of those had less than 10 flies for the war season, but seven sites had higher capture level, and for some of them, it justified an insecticide treatment. With the very early spring that we had, we start to catch flies very early. The first catch was uh, in June 18, when the fruits were still green. So uh, this is the situation for the blueberry maggot. If we speak about the other pest, it will be quick because the weather doesn't favorize mummy berry infection and the flea berries and the flea beetle, we uh, were not an issue. For finish, we saw blueberry sawfly damage in some fields, which is new for us.
0: Okay, yeah. well, that's something new to hear about the sawfly damage. Uh, as you mentioned, um, the weather events of frosts and droughts caused the year reduction this year. So what do you think the final crop could be uh, for this year in Quebec? Mm.
3: The final crop will be around thirty-five million pounds. Yeah. If we compare uh, last year, it was ninety-seven million pounds. Okay. And the average of the five five last years is uh, ninety-three million pounds. Okay. The least we can say is uh, that twenty twenty-one was a difficult year for the blueberry producer.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's almost down more than fifty
3: percent than in this, yes like last year.
0: Giving that number and a bad year for growers, how how do growers feel about next year's production in the industry, and how do you feel about it?
3: Yes, but uh, even if we had a bad crop in 2021, the actual good price help producer to maintain good humor, mm-hmm. and the price tendency tends seem to be good for the next year. For the blueberry maggot, you know it's a big challenge for uh, the Quebec producer and we will have to learn to control it while minimizing use of insecticide and promoting available biological tool when it's possible. Mm because the fly is only present on the part of the, in a part of the blueberry production area. We also push for the introduction of farm biosecurity standard to stop the spread of that new pest. Yeah. At the agriculture ministry, we continue to follow closely the blueberry maggot situation. Mm-hmm. For, for finish, uh, I could speak a little bit about, about the organic. Yes, please. Uh, the, Yes. Okay. Uh, so the development of, of uh, organic production production continue, but uh, with the higher price paid for the conventional fruits, we feel that it is uh, going down. It is slowing down. the The proportion of uh, certified organic acreage in Quebec has now reached seventeen percent. Mm-hmm. So. It was my summary for the last season. I hope it was complete. If you have any question, I will try to give you a proper answer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pierre. That's a
0: good summary, and thanks for your time to give an update about your, your region. And uh, we hope um, you know next year will be a better year for the growers in Quebec. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to move to Maine, and Dr. Philip Fanning will share information about wild blueberry production in his region with us. Dr. Fanning is an assistant professor at the University of Maine. His research focuses on integrated pest management, biological control, and applied insect ecology. Hello, Dr. Fanning, how are you? Hey you! Nice to see you. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, can you please give us an a summary or update about the wild blueberry production in your region for this season?
4: Yeah. So uh, Maine, I think, had a really good year this year. Um, you know, starting off uh, with the winter time, we had really mild winter this year, um, and this was kind of our second mild winter in a row. Uh, we were worried about how much snow cover we had and you know winter damage um but i think we came out pretty good from winter yeah we had a really you know really warm spring with really good uh, bloom time conditions so mm-hmm. i think our pollination weather was was excellent this year yeah uh, our bees got in just in time and you know we had some really nice warm dry weather throughout bloom which meant that we didn't have much infection periods for for mm-hmm. monilia or for um mummy berry so mummyberry um you know incidence and um, disease was really low this year which
0: was okay really good for growers yeah so, just for your information that's the same situation in Nova Scotia as well right. yeah 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 it seems like we had similar
4: win- with our weather patterns this year yeah. so yeah we had a nice dry spring uh great pollination weather and then as we moved moved on in the year we got some really good rains at a really fortunate time so our fruit-sized really well so we had some yeah. nice yeah. good-sized fruit and that meant that our our yields were, were better than last year compared to when we had the drought yeah
0: yeah
4: how how about the frost no frost this year so that yeah. was also a good thing so yeah, yeah uh no deep frost uh, there was some cold nights during bloom but nothing to really impact our blossoms so yeah uh also, our blossom blight was really low as well. So. Okay. All in all, disease was really low this year. Yeah. Um, and our pollination weather was great. And then as we came into the fruiting period, we did have, um, you know, it was so early in terms of our phenology this year, we trapped spotted wing drosophila a little bit earlier than we usually would. Okay. Spot-wing drosophila did show up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. I suspect that is down to, you know, those mild winters allowed for more of that overwintering population to survive. So that was yeah. that was one thing that we did have this year. We did have good just wing, dros- uh, good high spotting wing drosophila
0: populations. Okay, yeah. We did have a bit of, um, you know, captures on the spotted wing and fruit fly as well, but um, growers take action. So they did manage it very well this year. Yeah, so from our
4: research this year, we were really focusing on looking at how, spotted wing drosophila um, moves around in our fields and it's spatial and temporal patterns of its distribution. And for the most part in the fields we were working on that you know, received active management, we, we had, our growers had excellent control, which is great to see.
1: So.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's great. I know insects spotted wing drosophila and flu fly io research area. So I'm looking forward to bring you back to you know, give more in-depth discussion on this uh, pest control uh, in one yeah, our production. To. Yeah, so what do you think the estimate yield could be in the region for this year, if you have um, information?
4: I think we're pretty high. We could be up as high as 85 million pounds from what I've heard, but uh, I, I'm i not as in tune with those numbers as, as other people, but mm-hmm. it was a really good year compared to, especially last year, the drought really impacted us last year, but I think, I think we've had a, a good year, so I think it, it should be a good year for the growers.
0: Yeah, that's good to good to know. And I'm very happy for the growers down in the main. Yeah. yeah. So what, what do you think about, you know, through your conversation with the growers? What do you think of their feeling towards next year's, you know, production and investment in those kind of area? Yeah.
4: So I think, you know, we had a very positive year this year. Hopefully the weather patterns that, you know, gave us such good, nice sized fruit um, will also translocate into good, Amount of fruiting buds in our prune years. So as long as we can have, you know, a good another good pollination year next year, hopefully we're we're gonna have another good year in terms of yeah. our yields. Yeah. That's so good. I think overall our you know our the the health of the crop um this year was
0: really good. So. Yeah, yeah. And as you just mentioned, you have you observed more early. Uh, insect or body wings of software development this year. So what would you what would be your information for the growers next year on the insect management side?
4: Yeah, so we always encourage them to, you know, get out their traps um early. And we'll probably need to get out our, our traps for monitoring even earlier again if we have another mild summer or mild winter, I think. Mm-hmm. What we're what we're noticing is when we have these mild winters, um, you know, we do get, we do see those insects emerging and,
0: you know, a little bit earlier in the summer compared to historical yeah. numbers. So when do you normally put out the traps in your region? To, so to this insects?
4: year, at least for spotting drosophila, we put out our SWD traps um, in mid-June and you know, we caught in, we, we we started getting trap captures in mid-June this year. So wow. we might put them out a little bit earlier next year just to see, you know, what is that the earliest we're catching them. Yeah. Uh, historically, when we, you know, might have had harder winters, we might not have put out traps till mid-July. So Okay. it's, you know, I think the take home would be to, you know, move with the year, Look at the weather. And if we're having really mild conditions, it might be worth getting that trap out a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to check check traps, traps that are zeros. You just check it. They're zeros. But it's always nice to have that peace of mind that you have those zeros. um, yeah you know, when, when you're thinking about pests.
0: Yeah. I always use the information from from your region. And I always use two weeks scale timing to determine all those pests so as you say you put out along the mid-june so in in nova scotia i think we have we started like in the early july so after mm-hmm. canada day our national holiday in there so that's about right you know two weeks timing for your region and our region to line up with that pest. Yes. yeah, yeah no that's, just, that's good to know it's
4: just good to have that buffer and <laughs> zeros are great zeros mean you know we don't have to do any management and we know we don't have to do any management
0: yes right well as i say i'm very uh, excited for you know to bring you back to just have a discussion on purely on the pest management on insects yeah yeah great yeah so for yourself are you feeling you know positive comfortable with the this year and you know how this how next year will go for the industry
4: yeah i mean i think so um when you think about uh, all that we do to raise this crop, I think the growers done a really good job this year. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from pollination to our, our disease control and pest control, I think yeah. went really well. So uh, I think you know we can continue that next year. It should be really exciting to see okay. how the next year
0: shows shows out. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you, thank you so much, and thanks. You know, the you you and your colleagues always share great great information with growers in, in in Canada. So very appreciate that.
4: Yeah, great. Well, I, we'll continue to share our information and, and hopefully work closely with you. Perfect, thank you. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Okay, no worries. Thank okay. you. Thank you. This has been a great year for our industry in Nova Scotia, and we continue to offer valuable information and improve our communication with our growers and producers in the industry. This is our last episode for this year and we will continue to offer more interesting and beneficial episodes next year. We also like to hear your feedback and suggestions about this program. We are going to send our survey after the new year and I hope to get your opinion on this. Have a great holiday season and Merry Christmas! Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Follow me on Twitter at MSWiaBrew and follow Prania on Facebook and Twitter at MsPrania. Thank you for the support from Prenia and Wild Blueberry Producers Association of Nova Scotia for this podcast. A big thank you to Patty Ryan, Marketing Design Lee, and Moira Anderson, Marketing and Communications Officer in Prenia. Their support on podcast emission and editing is well appreciated. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share. See you in 2022.